Hello and welcome to Middle Church Online. I'm Natalie, I'm your digital minister. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Thank you for coming. We're gonna get right into worship. There's a lot going on this week, Dia de los Muertos. Um, voting is the day after that. Today is All Saints Day. So let us take just a moment and a deep centering breath together. And let us worship God. Today is the first Sunday of the month, which means we will be partaking communion together at the end of our worship celebration. If you live in New York and would like to receive the elements in person, Marlene and Gloria will be at the front of Middle Church from one o'clock to two o'clock today. Secondly, we are holding a 12-hour pre-election day prayer vigil. From 12 o'clock to 6 p.m., the prayer vigil will be in the form of an ofrenda, put together as an art installation by our Ablamos small group. Come by the church, take a look and pray. 
Then from 6 p.m. till midnight, our prayer will be online. You can find details about how to join the vigil and pray with us at middlechurch.org. And finally, as we move into the holiday season and into Advent, we have a new batch of small group opportunities for you. Head to middlechurch.org to see information about our grief gathering, about a new book study on the soul of money, and about our Advent Bible study. And now friends, the one thing that is on the hearts and minds of all of us on this Sunday before election day is the election. And I invite you now to take all those feelings, all those jitters, all those hopes, all those desires, take them with you into a time of prayer now. As we're going to pray and watch together a beautiful musical production with music from our own John Del Cueto, animation from our own Joy Lau, and production by Andrew Chow Godone. In a musical piece today, we're calling our prayer called Hatred, We're Gonna Tear Your Kingdom Down. Let's pray together now. And now friends, let's pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Pray this prayer in whatever language and fashion you are most comfortable with. There's an inclusive version printed in your bulletin, which I will lead us in now. Ever loving and holy God, how will it be your name? Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Harold Slazer, and I run the creative writing group at Metal Church. And here are my writers with a few words of peace that they wanted to share with you all. Thank you all for joining in and hope to see you sometime on a Thursday Zoom for creative writing or a Monday Zoom for acting. I uh, look forward to seeing you all. And peace to you all. Middle from Harold. My name's Ebony and my word is joy. My name is Mirabeth and my word is movement. Allison and wild woman. Hi, uh, my name's Mark and um, uh, I, I can't think. My name is Daniel and my word is breath. Electric. Singing. Loving. My name is Elizabeth and my word is sage. Hi, my name is Nina and my word is blessing. Sierra and my word is gentleness. shaking who gonna save the babies down at the border locked in cages I'm screaming mayday mayday they say they love me but they hate me for my skin color no justice for Eric Garner but you say I am your brother what But the power falls when you catch us on our knees I said we need a strong God I said we need the real God We need the God with the resurrection power from the grave To take away the hate and heal the human race I said we need a We need a We need a We need a They made it, made it. They say the climate's changing. The poor people in the cold. But you keep preaching to their soul. Huh. But we won't leave till everybody's free. And what? And we won't sleep till everybody's free. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Until black lives matter. Uh, more than tax dollars matter. Come on, say it.
strong guy. Made it, made it. For a hundred years of slavery. No freedom without justice. So we're still in chains and we're screaming, made it, made it, made it, made it, made it, made it, made it. I said we need a God. I said we need a not the fake, but the God with the resurrection power from the grave to take away the hate and heal the human race. I said we need a we need a we need a we need a strong God. We need a we need a we need a strong God. A reading from Psalm 107, verses 1 through 7 and 17 through 19. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for God is good, for God's steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those God redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to an inhabited town. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and God delivered them from their distress. God led them by a straight way until they reached an inhabited town. Some were sick through their sinful ways and, because of their iniquities, endured affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and God saved them from their distress. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Friend, in the theology of this community, the psalmist community, they felt a direct correlation between how they behaved, their faithfulness, and what happened to them in their lives, their circumstances. In their theology, when they were following God's plan, letting God guide their feet. God blessed them with goodness. But when they were unfaithful, disobedient, when they fall down and follow other gods, God takes away that blessing. And so this psalm is like a report out and a surprising one, because actually, even though there's lament here for the way their lives have gone awry because they've been disobedient, there's also this incredible celebration of the steadfast love that is God, the steadfast, unbelievable, miraculous love that is God's love in their lives. But first, the psalmist makes a connection. The, the transgressions of the people lead to tribulation. Selfishness leads to suffering. Greed leads to the gutting of social services. Violence leads to the vanquishing of civility. Warring leads to weeping. The deplorable ethics of those in charge leads to the despair of those who are further down on the ladder. Oppression, in other words, was a trickle-down event. Lying and cheating left children orphaned and separated from their families in the time of Babylonian captivity, but also in this present day. 
Those who felt entitled left the entire community vulnerable to exploitation, exile, and devastation. What had been once a great nation, Israel, had now become a second-class citizen on the world stage. Other nation states took their powerful place. And while some remnant was wealthy, with the stock market booming, others languished in poverty and despair. Poverty soared, and those hired to protect the vulnerable, those hired to keep the peace, were corrupted by power and fear, and they beat the people with swords, and they sowed seeds of hatred and malice and rage. The brown ones, the Palestinian ones, the Samaritan ones, the ones with no power became even more vulnerable, and they were preyed upon. Heavy taxation and burdens languished in these people's lives. Their lives didn't matter. Their hopes didn't matter. Their dreams didn't matter. And when disease and pestilence came, they got infected. They died the fastest and they died the most because they had pre-existing conditions of poverty, of racism, and xenophobia. Then and now, the vulnerable reap with the powerful soul. That's the situation in this text. That's a sits im laban of this text. And that's the stuff that's all about the people, all about the people of God, the ones God loves, the ones God rescued, the ones that God redeemed. All of those people still failed to be their best selves in front of their God. And the psalmist has this sense that the bad behavior of some was causative for the despair and suffering of all of them. But the psalmist all has, also has something else to say. The psalmist has praise for God. God, who even though has been injured by the disbelief and unfaithfulness of these people, this God, she does not give up on her folks. This God, she shows up and she shows out and she takes care of business. And so the psalmist is singing in the midst of despair, in the midst of hopelessness, in the midst of worry, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of times just like these when we have no idea what tomorrow is going to hold. The song is the song is a gospel song. It's a song of hope, a song of faith in God, not in the people, but in God. The psalmist says, oh, thank God for God is good. God's love never runs out. You know what I'm talking about. All of you have been set free by God, tell the world. If you've been rescued by God, tell the world how God freed you from oppression, how God rounded you up from the four corners of the earth and brought you, set you, put you in a place of promise and justice and well-being. Tell the people about how the winds of oppression blew you around and round and God stopped the winds and gave you peace. Tell the world in our song, in our gospel song, about how some of us wandered in the desert for years, looking but not finding a good place to live, a place of safety, half starved and parched with thirst. Tell the people in our song, in our gospel song, about how God met us where we were, staggering and stumbling on the brink of exhaustion. God shows up in our desperate condition and snatches us out of the lion's mouth. God puts before us a banquet of safety, food to eat and drink. Tell the people, tell the people in your song how when God found you lost, God put you on a path, a straight path 
to the place where your needs will be met. That God put some deacons in the way, some people in the way with a deacon's fund, that when you couldn't make your ends meet, you could apply for a grant and get a little money to help you along the way. Sing a song, sing a gospel song. Sing a song to the people about when your money ran out and you needed a, a way to stay in your house. God put a church like Middle Church in your path so you could find a community that would rescue you and give you a grant to pay your utilities and to make your ends meet. Tell the people, sing the song, sing the gospel song that God knew that we were gonna need a place to connect even though our building was shut down. And so God put digital ministers and musicians and artists and activists together to create beautiful spaces, safe spaces to write and think, to cry, to mourn, to laugh, to make art, to make a way out of no way. The psalmist is singing a gospel song, our song, about how God poured out draughts of water Buckets of water when people encountered the dry places. That if they needed a little, a little something, something to eat, God showed up with manna from heaven. Sing a gospel song. Sing the song of God's praise that there is nothing that the people can do. Nothing that they can enact. No way that they can wander far enough from the place where God stops loving them. And that God enlists the people in the way-making in the healing, in the justice work, that God enlists a love army of people who wrote 35,000 postcards to make sure that people in swing states voted, that people are still, thanks be to God, making phone calls and, and text banks so that we can get people engaged. Sing a song, sing a gospel song about the people who will march in the streets, lay down in the streets, raise their fists, raise their voices, use their time, resources, and money to partner with the Holy One, to redeem God's people. The psalmist, the psalmist whose head has bowed down, the psalmist who understands what it's like to feel overwhelmed, the psalmist who understands what it's like to wonder, is God listening, is singing, oh yes, God is able to guide our feet and Help us to walk on this journey toward the promised land. The psalmist is singing my song today, honey, because there is enough evidence that if we want to, we can imagine that the powerful, the rich, the wicked, the liars, the conspirators can crush God's people to the ground. But this psalm reminds us that God is able to do more than we can ask or imagine. God is not finished with us yet. This is the day, now is the time, and we are the ones God has been waiting for. To pick our bowed heads up, to stand up even when our knees are shaking, to claim our space on the moral arc of the universe and to use our work, our power, our desire, our vision to bend that arc toward justice. It's our time. We're the ones. We stand in a line of activists who marched, who struggled, who suffered, who were beaten down to claim the right to use their voice to make God's dream, God's economy, a reality right now on this earth. And friends, no matter 
our circumstance. God is calling our name right now. I'm asking you, I'm inviting you, I'm imploring you to join me, to join our staff of ministers, to join our volunteers, to join our lay leaders, to answer the call of this moment. Even though we're down, stand up and vote. Even though we're afraid, stand up and vote. Even though we're unsure, know that our vote matters because God matters and God is in charge still. Even though we're depressed, stand up, stand up, stand up and vote for love. Because in God's economy, love wins. In God's economy, love wins. Can you hear the psalmist singing, oh, give thanks to God for God's steadfast love. Today, go and be loved in the spaces where you are needed. Amen. Friends, every time we gather together on these, on these Sundays in these digital spaces, we are rehearsing what it's like to be in community together. And on this day, on this first day of November, my dad's birthday, the Sunday before election, we stand in a long line of witnesses who have leaned into God when they weren't sure that they could make it. And when they did, they celebrated the exodus. They understood that God had been in the delivery business, that God had been in the liberation business. And when they celebrated the liberation of God's people with Rabbi Jesus, he took bread and gave thanks for it and said to his friends and to us, this, this is like my body, broken, broken that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Whenever you share this bread, do it remembering me. Friends, in these turbulent times, when hatred has come center stage, when justice has been banished to the margins, when hope seems fragile, it is very helpful to remember how we are blessed, to remember what is good, to hold on to the good while we simultaneously proclaim what we need to work toward, a vision for the future of love. So it is this moment of counting our blessings that we turn to the cup of blessing and remember what has been given to us as a remembrance of holy love, holy compassion, and the gift of one another. So take this cup and remember the blessings we have and the blessings that we must share with others in the name of the one who is holy and came to teach us how to love one another. Amen.
Let us not forget, friends, that whether you are sharing now bread and wine, bread and grape juice, crackers and milk, waffles and coffee, God is present in every ordinary substance. And when we partake of this food, we're participating in the blessing. And we are participating in a great line of witnesses, all the saints who've gone before us, who all know that a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got back up again. A saint is just an ordinary person who fell down and got back up again and began once again to join their life with the holy for the healing of the world. Let us pray. For this food, for this time, for this community, for your love, we give you thanks, oh God. Amen. Amen. And now we will be invited to join the movement. Thank you, John. Good morning. My name is Kim Irwin. I hope you will join me today with a generous donation for our love revolution. I became a member of Middle Collegiate Church in February. For the past two decades, I have struggled with my own love revolution, leaving a traditional marriage after 20 years, falling in love with a black woman, and now thriving in a 10-year same-sex partnership. But after years of investigating my whiteness, my writing by writing poems and reading and rereading the essays of James Baldwin, I realized I did not have a multicultural community with which to share, learn, and grow my humanity. I joined the spiritual and activist community of Middle Church to take a bold new step, to continue to be accountable for my white privilege and to grow fully awake to the difference between what is true and what is myth. I also wanted to grow my citizenship by joining the Voter Reform Group. Together, we have mailed over 35,000 postcards to get out the vote. And we are now aiming for 10,000 calls and texts before the election. This year, I'm voting for freedom and justice for all, wealth equality, and a healthy democracy for our children. More recently, to support racial equity, I joined the Reparations Task Force to repair our historical, moral, and material harm. I also attended Reverend Jackie's anti-racism workshops to learn what white people need to do in solidarity to support black, indigenous, people of color liberation. This is our moment, our moment for justice and change. And this is my moment to invest in black success and the love revolution. Please join me. How can you join the movement? Sign up to become a member by going to the Middle Church website and filling out the online form. Go to www.middlechurch.org donate. Click the donate button. And then you can find us on Facebook and click donate or make a gift via text message. You can text your amount to 917-924-924. 4666, or send your gift through Venmo. Our username is at Middle Collegiate Church. Please donate. Your support powers this movement. Every single gift matters. Even in these difficult times, do not underestimate 
the impact of your generosity. One dollar will touch one person who will be encouraged, empowered, and loved on in the community. Thank you for your generosity. What if God is unhappy without praise? What if God is not pleased with the words we say? What if God takes away God's love and God's spirit from above? What if God is unhappy without just be pleased with our praise this morning. Amen. Now let us pray. Most Holy God, we thank you today for all of those who have joined the movement. Thank you for those who are changing the way they walk and changing the way they talk. May you be pleased with our praise, with our lives, with our work of love in the earth. Bless these in all gifts. Amen.
race in vain. And thanks be to God, that is not our experience. We serve a strong God, a God whose testimony includes all of the ways that God has been present to God's people over the arc of human history. Yes, we have come over a way that with tears has been watered, working in partnership with a strong God who guides our feet toward justice. Now it's our time, it's our turn, no matter what the news is saying, God is God every day. No matter what the commentators are saying, God is God right now of this moment. And God is calling you and me to get up, speak up, stand up and vote. Call your friends, call your posse, email the people who haven't been to the polls. Let's act as though we have faith and the faith will help us create the world that God wants, God's dream. God's household, God's economy. Go in peace, family. I love you. Bye.